0: Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the Church in Scotland. Hi,
1: welcome to the Midcast. My name's Glen Innes. Great to have you here. This month I had the chance to sit down and have a conversation with James Faddis. James is the pastor of Bishop Briggs Community Church and he's also on the leadership team of a movement called The Turning. It was because of The Turning that I had James on. It's a movement that I came across earlier this year and they are launching in Scotland over the course of this summer and I thought it would be great for us to have the chance to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak, exactly what The Turning is. Our conversation covers James's incredible story, his own personal testimony, but also uh, we look at mission, evangelism, what the turning is, how to get involved, and a whole bunch of other things along the way. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So James, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Um, I wonder, could you maybe introduce yourself a wee bit to the folks uh, who are
0: listening. Uh, just where are you yep. from? That kind of thing. Okay, thanks, Glenn uh, and thanks so much for the chance to come and just share with you in the Midcast. It's a superb channel, and I've really enjoyed listening to the different the different people that you've had on uh, over the past few months. So, thanks. Uh, Very I'm kind of James you. Faddis, I lead Bishop Briggs Community Church uh, in the northwest of Glasgow. I'm originally from Irvine in Ayrshire. Uh, I wasn't brought up in a Christian household in my late teens after a fairly troubled childhood and difficult juvenile years, my mum and dad separated and uh, with a bit of a criminal record I ended up in jail spending just shy of a, a year in the jail. When I was in the jail I heard the simple gospel, the prison chaplain shared the gospel pretty much, we're talking here the Four Points or the Romans Road gospel. Um, Jesus Christ is Lord, he died for your sins, he rose again and if you if you call in the name of the Lord you'll be saved and I, and I was introduced to Jesus that way and I made a response to Jesus when I was released from jail, I fell away but a bit like the parable of the sower I suppose I, I strayed and stumbled or it felt like the gospel seed was snatched away I was talked out of it I, and I, I never had much by way of discipleship in those early years because I never really connected with the follow-up so I fell headlong into about 18 months of backsliding and wild living and I had mental health problems and substance misuse problems but I was then after 18 months crying out to God and I remember picking up the wee Gideon's New Testament and Psalms that the prison chaplain had given me when I made that first commitment and I turned to that and his post-it note was inside it and as I began to read that New Testament and Psalms. And I contacted the chaplain and told him the battle that I was in, that I felt the devil had taken over my life. And um, then I was reminded actually of the commitment that I made 18 months previous. And it was almost like that seed that had it maybe felt like it had died, but it just burst to life. And I was connected and discipled, uh, connected with a local church and discipled by my, my pastor. Um, and I became a disciple. It's one thing to to make a commitment to say that, I believe in Jesus for forgiveness and salvation, but he really does want us to be his disciples. So I, I follow Jesus uh, from that from that moment on, and that's been my, my journey ever since. I've worked as... I did some studies. I've worked as a storeman. Uh, I went to Bible college for four years, and did then I did postgraduate studies and became an addictions, an addictions worker over that time. I met my wife, Yvonne, and we now have four beautiful kids, three daughters and a son, and a... a I helped run a, an alcohol-free nightclub in Ayr called The Ark, which was a partnership initiative mm-hmm. of 12 Churches in Ayr, a tremendous project that rec- the local churches recognised that in so many ways they needed Jesus to leave the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, there had been a real cry among the the people in the community, including the licensing department and the local pubs and clubs, and, and recognising that sometimes... Uh, Prevention is better than cure, so an early intervention project was set up, a dry bar to connect with young people in the air. We worked with about 400 young people every week over about seven years. It was a discipleship program, so we had between 40 and 70 young volunteers from local churches that we, we discipled and helped them to see and understand what 24-7 Christianity is. And it was during that time I was called to into the Baptist ministry, actually, and I, I became a Baptist minister and I was in Leslie Baptist Church we had five amazing years there and we're we're involved in a, a really good work and, and that work I'm I'm sure continues but we were then called to Bishop Briggs two and a half years ago and we've been here and God's just doing amazing things when you know that you're in the the center of what he wants for you and uh, it doesn't mean there's no challenges Glenn <laughs> you, you know that but uh, we're in a great place and we're really blessed by the Lord and Uh, excited about family, about church, about what God's doing in the nation.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. We could almost just sit here and pick apart your story there, right? There sounds to me Uh like there's a lot of rich stuff in (laughs) in, in that alone. But uh, I didn't didn't invite you here today for that story. Uh, We might Uh have to have you come back and uh, do that story another time. Um, We did invite you today because you've been really involved with... uh, I want to say an organisation, or a movement might be a better word. I, I don't know if you have a proper term for it, for uh, the turning. Um, yeah. And you, are you the Scottish coordinator? Is that your title, or is that are you unofficially the...?
0: Yeah, I think... Let me speak in a language that I know many of our listeners will understand. Think about the turning in the same way you would think about the Baptist Union. It's not an organisation. Okay. It's not a centrally governed uh, office. It's a movement of the body of Christ across the nation, yep. and uh, there's a beginning. There's a story to it that I'd love to tell you, but yeah. I, so I have the privilege of being on the the national team for that okay. to help serve that national team to help the turning uh, be embraced and understood and launched in Scotland later this year. Brilliant. So great. So that's what you do
1: let's rewind what is the turning from where does it come how it seems like a strange phrase if somebody hasn't heard it before they'll wonder if it's a horror movie or a zombie flick or something like that
0: right (laughs) yeah well i I think uh, first of all the the name the turning if you think about what what it means to understand repentance and metanoia and a a turning around a change of mind think of getting insiders out yeah uh, which is about getting the body of Christ mobilised as missionary disciples. And think about getting outsiders in, because it's about follow-up discipleship yeah. of new believers who Fantastic. have come to faith in the street. That, that's just something on the turning. Um, the turning, as far as I have understood it, because there's a, there's a wonderfully colourful history, it's the story of a local church. It's the story of the Gate Baptist Church in Reading, uh, one of the churches that's part of the Baptist Union of Great Britain and Pastor Yinka Oyekin who is a Scottish-Nigerian. He was converted to Christ through the ministry of Alec Hardy at a... a... Leith, no, no, no. Western West Hills Baptist yeah. Church. Western Hills Baptist Church. Some years ago, he studied at the BTI uh, along with folks like Richard Titlady and Andy Smith and a lot of people that folks will be aware of who are, who are leading in the nation. He... Pastors, the the Reading Church, the Gate Baptist Church in Reading, and they invited an equipping evangelist to come and to prepare their church for a let's get people out into the community to share the gospel. So the idea that what we need is feet on the streets and yep. not just bums on the seats. Yeah. So they had a an American equipping evangelists, come for a couple of weeks to lead a two-week mission. And on after the first couple of days, they almost had 200 people that they had prayed with on the streets. They expected over the space of a fortnight to lead maybe about 100 people in a, a simple prayer of commitment to Christ in response to yep. the gospel. But after two weeks, they had 1,250 people. After four weeks, it was over 1,800 people. That just kept on going. Now, it's and not how, just about the numbers. How long ago was that, James? Sorry. Two years ago. Two years ago, wow. Two years ago. Uh, there's, now, there's now annual reports that have been published that evaluate that, that look at the mm. quality of that. But these people who are responding, it is a bit like the parable of the sower. Okay. Some of those people... Uh, they, they received it they heard it but it might be that the seed just bounces and they crack on and move on to the next new thing and, and nothing resonates nothing stays and that would be a shame but that's what sometimes what happens others uh, it's maybe so people pray for all sorts of different reasons in the street some because they just want to be nice some because they're confused and they don't know what they're doing. Others who will pray with anybody in two minutes, they'll walk down the street and they'll next pray with a Jehovah's Witness or a, a Hare Krishna or, or a Muslim. They're just open to everything. But in the midst of that in Reading, they found that 26% of the people of that 1850 in a fortnight and as the num- in four weeks and as the numbers continued, 26% of them in Reading uh, wanted to follow up and meet someone in a one-to-one discipling relationship. Bearing in mind that these are people on the streets, these are not people that have any relational capital with our believers in our churches. So they wouldn't necessarily come to our group-based outreaches or our attractional outreaches. This is the body of Christ going out and connecting with people that are strangers and inviting them to pray and ask Jesus into their lives with the possibility then and with the hope that they would follow up and meet someone for a one-to-one discipling journey from there on and oh, so as that happened in reading uh, the, the local premier radio and different media outlets got hold of it and not a great deal was said about it. the media sometimes focuses on on quirky bits and things that are then broadcast as this is what this is what really this is and it's easy to dismiss but that movement was then invited to go to Liverpool and uh, Southampton and Leeds and Bristol and Oxford and all across the UK. Uh, And in Wales last summer, uh, the New Wine Network worked with them and they saw over the space of a fortnight in partnership with the New Wine Outreach, over a 1,000 people praying on the streets across Wales. So that was the first taste that we had of a real nationwide mission. And at that point, uh, we invited and I say we contacted Yinka and said, Yinka, can you come up to Scotland? And we had a, an event at the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow to, and, and we invited Christians and Christian leaders to come along to that to help uh, people hear the story. So Yinka shared the story and in the room was Alan Donaldson, who leads the Baptist yep. Union, uh, Andy Smith, who leads the Assemblies of God, Keith Short, who leads the Scottish Network Churches, and... Uh, Among everyone else in the room, there was a real unanimity in the room that this is amazing, we need to welcome this to Scotland. But those national leaders said, what can we do? How can we get behind this? And they became the the first people who would become part of what is now our national oversight team, which is made up, in addition to those three people, of the, the national overseers for the Apostolic Church, for Destiny Church, and for the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And more churches are being added, and particularly in the various... City hubs that are that are uh, getting ready to launch. Churches from all different streams and backgrounds are getting involved.
1: So uh, just to, before we get on to the specifically Scottish thing and what what the plans are for uh, the the next uh, year or two or three, uh-huh. um, you, you talked about uh, the turning beginning in Reading and then yeah. it's been invited to go to other cities around England and obviously this national outreach that happened in mm-hmm. Wales last mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, how What's that looked like, I, you know, to say you've invited this to come to your city? What, what, what do you mean by that? And then maybe do you have some stories of what's happened in those places?
0: Yeah, so in, in a nutshell, what what we mean by inviting simply looked like in Scotland for example we invited Yinka Oyakin to come up and tell us what happened yeah. and we said what do we need to do and it was very very clear that first and foremost this was something that God was doing yeah. and that as a local church in Reading they weren't anything special uh, Yinka would acknowledge he would say I'm, I'm no better a pastor in fact he says i um, I'm not the best pastor by a uh, by a million miles, but we picked up that there was something that God was doing, and He wanted it to be released to the whole body of Christ across the nation, across the nations out throughout the whole of Europe. I've only mentioned the UK. I've not mentioned Leland, France. I've not mentioned Spain, Germany, Switzerland. I mean, th- things are things are growing Europe wide. The vision really is: we want to see Europe transformed. Uh, through the power of the gospel, we want every believer, not only in Scotland but everywhere, to be equipped to share the simple gospel and trained to disciple those that respond. So, in the various other cities, I'm 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 not sure about all the nitty gritty details, but what it's looked like for us is first and foremost, we we built the national team, and they were then able to communicate with local churches within the various streams and denominations of what the turning is. Uh, the first thing that we that we did was we acknowledged this had to be through the local church. This could not be a parachurch ministry. It had to be local churches working together to mobilize the believers within their churches to share the gospel out in the streets. So there's some there's some organizational stuff that's going on behind the scenes there. Um but a lot of that looks like right who do we need to speak to for example we agreed initially four cities inverness aberdeen edinburgh glasgow we know churches in each of those cities that will welcome that will welcome uh, the turning uh, in other words they will welcome a movement to equip every believer to share the gospel with unbelievers out in the streets to have a heart for the lost to to join in with the, the heart of god and being equipped to disciple those who respond. If you like, we could talk about the Declaration of Principle. You know, it, we believe it's every believer's responsibility yeah. to, to take part in the evangelization of the world. It's every yeah. believer's responsibility. No one gets to cop out of the Great Commission. Yeah. It, it's really our reason for being in a relationship with God, to love him, to love the world that he loved so much that he gave his only son so that yeah. they might be reconciled to him. They might be forgiven so in scotland we've got these four cities initially that's now reduced to three cities with inverness waiting in the wings looking at 2019 and in each of these three cities that are that are remaining in aberdeen glasgow and edinburgh we're preparing for a two-week catalytic mission from the 23rd of august to the 2nd of september so it's, it's about 10 days in all honesty And we're beginning to engage with local churches. There are 90 churches across the nation that are engaged with us that have said that we want to be part of this, we're joining in with it. And those numbers are growing now as more and more people hear about what's happening with the turning and what it is. It's not an organisation that we're rolling out. No one's trying to build a ministry. It really is about the body of Christ taking a hold of her evangelistic mandate and, and not just being concerned about pastoral care internally, but actually... Getting the body of Christ out there, sharing the sharing the gospel with the lost and discipling people.
1: Let me just dig into the nitty gritty of this for a second. So, okay. if, if I'm uh, if I'm uh, Joe Bloggs or Jane Smith sitting in the pews of such and such a church in Scotland, yeah. and, and I'm invited to get involved with the turning, yes. Uh, and I'm thinking, I I can't tell, like you know, James. That's great. Yes. He's got a great story to tell people. Uh-huh. He's he's a passionate guy uh, that'll work for him what how is this going to work for joe blogs or jane smith uh with the turning why is it that that seems to be working
0: in the other places and we trust also in scotland thanks glenn well, well let, let, let's bear in mind first and foremost what we're talking about here yep. what is it that we're saying that is working what yep. is working is that people connecting with our Heavenly Father's heart for the lost, yeah. spending time in his presence, dwelling in his presence, not rushing away, uh, inviting the Holy Spirit to equip us for going out into the streets. Great. So that, that's the first thing. So it begins presence. with
1: worship and prayer and yes, a sense of it, the presence and the power, empowering of yes. God? Yes.
0: Yep. nothing of any significance will happen in our nation that does not come from the presence of God mm-hmm. and it doesn't come from spending time with him all our works all our righteous deeds the, the, none of that makes a difference it's the Holy Spirit that convicts we are conduits of his yep. grace and His his word so that, that's first and foremost what we're talking about, going out onto the streets with the simple gospel as well. So this is not about me, James Faddis, going out and saying, let me tell you about my Damascus Road experience, although there may be a place for that. But actually, we go out with nothing more than the simple gospel, okay. which means that we approach people and we share with them that there's a God who loves you. We're not We're not terrorizing people. We're simply saying God is behind you. God loves you. And we don't want you to miss this, much less do we want people to run away. Uh, we don't want to threaten people. We share the simple gospel, which is Christ died for our sins. That All of us know the brokenness of our lives, the brokenness of our world. Jesus mm. is Lord, and God sent his Son. And he Brilliant. died on the cross to forgive us, to reconcile us to the Father, to yes. transform this world, and... Uh, we want to make a response to that. So the simple gospel—it it, it takes a couple of minutes to prepare someone to share that message. Okay. It's not—it's not like we're going out. It's, there's nothing clever. There's nothing wiser, persuasive about what we do, which is what makes it a level playing field. Because an eight-year-old, a twelve-year-old, a, a teenager, an eighty-two-year-old can do this. Yeah. Nobody is better than anybody else in this because it's coming out of the presence of God with a simple gospel, going out onto the streets and leading people into a place where they understand in its simplest form the seed of the gospel being planted in their hearts and they are invited to respond to that. So for your your average Jane or Joe, we don't want people to think that this is about being a charismatic extrovert or a super creative entrepreneur, nor is this about being clever or having a great memory. We'll actually even provide you with words on a, on a postcard that you can go out. And in okay. fact, some of the stories of people responding have come from clumsy presentations read off a postcard. Fantastic. And Because the thing is, is it's not about our presentation. It's not about how smart, how good looking we are, Um, because that would give give folks like you and I (laughs) a real, a real, a real head start there, I'm sure. But no, um, we've got we've got wonderful evangelists in our nation, and we want to honour them. They they're creative, they're charismatic. We've got people that have got double barreled soup flasks in a rucksack, and they go out every second weekend, can kneel with the homeless and people with we, we all sorts of uh, life issues in the streets of Glasgow, it's not about that either it's about going out and approaching people with the, the good news, there's a God who loves you, he has a purpose for your life, he has a plan and it includes you yep. and actually we want to bless you yep. by introducing you to Jesus yep. so anybody can do it
1: And I, I, I had the privilege of hearing Yinka speak um, earlier this year Mm -hmm. and I I hadn't heard a great deal about the turning at the time and he explained it in its most simple form like you've just done and uh, I must confess I I first of all thought, oh that can't work, but actually Mm -hmm. one of the most encouraging Mm -hmm. things was when Mm -hmm. he started to tell just a few stories of, yeah. you know, you you mentioned an eight-year-old, I, I think it was, it might have been a ten-year-old, but he, he told a story of a, a young child yeah. who was using the car just to say yeah. to somebody, God loves you, and this person gave their life, or oh, prayed a prayer yeah. uh, and, and was open for some follow-up, just remarkable,
0: right? Yeah, Yinka has more stories than I've got because we've not had it up here in Scotland <laughs> yep. yet. Yep. Uh, I know that Uh, that some people up in Scotland have already been going out um, but a lot of what we're doing at the moment is about getting the ground ready and preparing and building up so that when we go out we go out as a church united it's important to say that this is a unity movement Um, what the turning is about is about the body of Christ recognising no one church can do it on their own Um, so for, for those who may be inclined to think yeah I'll do that but I don't want to mix with that person or that person then you're going to find that it may be that God's grace is going to be at work in and through you, and that's grand. But almost like the the fishermen who went out, they they did something that they had been doing all night. These were professional fishermen in John's Gospel. They fished all night, they caught nothing. And then they see this random stranger in the the coastline. Uh, First observation, that's no Jesus. Nobody would have thought it was Jesus, but he said, cast your nets on the other side. And... It was the same water, it was the same boat, it was the same nets, it was the wrong time of day. It almost felt counterintuitive to do this, but they did it. And the hall was massive. And when the hall is so massive, when we see hundreds and hundreds of people coming to faith in Jesus, we realise actually some of our differences become less significant because we need one another. Because recognising this, that the harvest that God has in our nation is, is ripe. The laborers are few. We need more laborers. We're going to have to work together because then we recognize it's not just about going out on the streets. It's about the one-to-one follow-up and discipleship of new believers. We we need people to work all across the nation to work together because if I get if, if if I find out that there's 10 people who have prayed a prayer of response to the gospel in the streets of Glasgow, I know that I would be hard pushed to follow up more than 2 of them any given week because it's going to take time it's going to take space and uh, and so yeah I think, I think that Yinka mentioned that it was a 12 year old girl that, that was the most effective evangelist in Reading who led o- over 60 people to Jesus in the space of two weeks it might have even been over 80 I can't remember the numbers but and there were people grown men on their knees weeping when this this wee girl was leading up to Jesus and then wow. there, there were people in their 80s, retired, who had the joy of leading people to Jesus. They'd never done that before in their life. There is nothing like the joy that a believer can experience when they see and they're able to join in with what God is doing in the streets. This, I think we've had a few generations of people on our streets who have never heard much of the Bible, never mind the simple gospel. Mm. We're biblically illiterate and in so many ways. We're in a post Christian era. But that means that this is a time that's ripe. This yeah. means that we can go out onto the streets and we can connect with people without being afraid. We don't need we don't need to be lacking confidence and we don't need to be obnoxious and we don't need to be Bible bashing if people don't want to chat. That will become clear. Uh, but the amazing thing that they've seen in the the turning is that because God is doing something in our our nation, it's easy. We're simply going out and connecting with what he is doing. So that's what I'm looking forward to, people's minds being blown. I'm looking forward to people leading folks to Jesus for the first time, young and old. And there are practicalities around about that. So, for example, any young people will always be working with parents or with youth workers. So young people and children, there's all sorts of procedures. And general administrative excellency, actually, Um, from the experience of the folks in Reading, they never had a great deal of preparation. So when they saw these numbers, after two days they were ready to shut it down, they thought, this can't be right, we must be doing something wrong. (laughs) And they never had the administrative capability to follow up. And that's when all the churches started working together and they formed tools for discipleship and they formed an administrative app. The app is just about to be launched on the 19th of August and that app will have the the gospel message on it, it will have an interactive Bible. It will also have uh, discipleship resources and push notifications and um, the ability to to put people's details into that app so that we can actually make sure that they're passed on to a church that's ready to receive and disciple new believers. So there's lots of great administrative resources in the background that when we come to the launch in August, people will be able to use. It'll be brilliant. It's so exciting, and I think the most exciting thing is this...
1: uh, flat level of it you know it, like yeah. you're talking about children and adults uh yeah. The but also you know it, it, this isn't something for those that have been to bible college for four years it, it, it's for Come on. Yeah. everybody who loves jesus you know there's a there's a space for everyone and i think you know absolutely i, I guess uh, with my good baptist hat on wait a minute while i put it on um it's so exciting that we're talking about every believer being motiv- yeah, motivated yeah. and encouraged and equipped for this, that it, yeah. it creates uh, opportunities for us to live into who we, who we claim to be yes. uh, uh,
0: as Baptists. Um, and, and, I mean, we, we, have, we have some wonderfully gifted people who, if you like, they would fit the bill of the traditional office of the evangelist. Yeah. We've just had a, a wonderful outreach with Will Graham, and Falkirk and many, many of the, the churches that have been involved in that are, are also supporting and getting behind the turning but this is not about a, a special evangelist yeah. and much that we appreciate that there's a place for that and we love that, this is about every disciple bearing witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and every disciple taking part in the evangelization of the world Glenn, so it's for everybody and I love that, I feel that one of the things that God has really always spoken to me about, particularly over the past three years, is He said, "James, I want you to be mobilising missionary disciples," and that's my job as a church leader, as a in any pastoral work and any teaching that's going on in my, my local church. We have a we have a responsibility as as leaders, and we actually believe in the turning. Because we've come through the local church, we want to equip local believers, but we've actually operated with. Church leaders and pastors. So, you asked earlier, and I think I missed the question, I missed answering it. How can people be involved? How can Jane or Joe be involved? And I would say the first thing to do is speak to your pastor, speak to your minister, and say, Have you heard about this? Can you get on board? Um, or get their blessing for you to be on board because you can be involved. But really, it is a move of the local churches across the nation. So whether you have a leader or not, whoever is in responsibility for leading within the local church, get their support and connect with the turning. Find out uh, what, what city's nearest to you. We've only got three city hubs at the moment, but by next year we want a hub not only in Aberdeen, Edinburgh and Glasgow, but in Stirling, in Falkirk, in Fife, in Dumfriesshire, in Ayrshire, in Inverness. We'll be picking that up. We've already had a, a call to, to Sky to come out so it's not just for big cities but for the highways and the byways as well um and 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 put whatever city in there Dundee and Perth and all across the nation because we really we really want to see every nation in Europe every every country in the UK and every city town village street and croft in Scotland evangelized and people who are becoming disciples of Jesus hmm. until Fantastic. the Lord returns because that's the call isn't it this good news will go to the ends of the earth and then the end will come Mm. and Jesus' last words were, go and make disciples of all nations that's all this is so when we say some people might say ask the question it will never work tell that to those 11 disciples it will never work (laughs) somehow they heard Jesus and if Jesus says yes it will don't don't listen to the yes not won't (laughs) We have to go. And, and it's okay to critique our methods. But if our methodology is what it's all about, then we're in trouble. Yeah. This is not about methodology. It's about God's love for the world and his promise that as you go, I will be with you. Lo, I'll be with you to the very end of the age, that you'll receive power from on high and you will be my witnesses. So I'm excited, Glenn. I think this is a Kairos year for Scotland. Brilliant. I think this is a year when we're going to see a shifting of our fortunes within the church. We are going to be called upon to be witnesses like never before. We are going to have to be equipped to disciple like never before. And it's, it's time to get ready. That's I'm preaching. Great. I'm preaching. Uh, you are. You are. It's good. It's good for my
1: soul. Listen, um, Thank you. Oh, that's so encouraging to hear so much of that. To hear your passion for it, and to hear the breadth of the churches that are represented in this, and yeah. I, I think that's deeply significant.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, it, as much as we can talk about all the other biblical passages, I, I am yeah. deeply struck by the fact that Jesus' prayer that still hasn't been answered. You know, that that, that they yes. would be one that the world would know. You know, yeah. that, that's at the very, at the very heart of it. And yeah. Um, it's great that Alan, uh, on behalf of the Baptist Union, and I think Jim Purvis has also yeah. been involved. So you know, Jim is, Jim very is really much the one central, doing the work. <laughs> this is a good thing for us to be involved with. Sorry, James, I didn't catch that. What was I that? Was
0: saying, J- Jim Purvis is actually the, the the key person doing the work. So we've got okay. Alan's blessing, but Jim Purvis is, uh, as the, the the mission advisor, yeah. really helping yeah. helping us in the national team. That's so, true. But it's, it's tremendous, and, and we love we love Jim. Great. Hi, G- so, hi Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, if 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 someone's listening,
1: they're a leader of a church and yes. they're going, okay, hadn't really heard about this, or yeah. or it's just been bubbling in the background, yes. and they're thinking, okay, I'd like to know a bit more. First of all, how would they find
0: out a bit more? Excellent. Um, so this is the, this is the plug really that I want to I want to put out there. The first thing that you can do is if you're in Glasgow, Edinburgh. Or Aberdeen, there is a hub that will be launched very, very soon, the 23rd of August. Uh, if you want to connect with either of those three hubs, simply email Glasgow at theturning.eu, or yeah. Edinburgh at theturning.eu, or Aberdeen at theturning.eu, and, and that you will can find you... those email addresses in the show notes for yes. this. And uh, the other thing I would say is if you visit the Turning website for Scotland, it's www.theturning.eu forward slash Scotland. And on there, you will also find uh, a really wonderful, helpful resource. And that is uh, a 50-minute video. It's up on YouTube, actually, as well. You can search for it through the Turning Scotland on YouTube and it's a video that Peter Anderson and I have put together on behalf of the national team for the turning to help leaders get equipped and help local members understand more fully what the turning is. And there's lots of tips on there about how you can get your church ready locally, how you can begin to prepare something of a small team that will help equip your whole church. Because, again, it's not just for the leader. We 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 want the leader's support for every church, but really the leader's responsibility is to to empower others so that this can be released throughout the local church. So there's some great tips on that. So theturning.eu forward slash Scotland, that's a great resource. Also search for us on Facebook. Uh, The Turning website has also got testimonies from all around about the UK and across in Europe as well and all sorts of updates. And look out for the Turning app. It will be available on iOS and on Android from the, the 19th of August, just in time for the Scotland-wide mission. So if you get ready for that, download that, you will be well up to speed. Fab. And if people
1: have questions they'd like to discuss with somebody, is it possible
0: for them to get in touch with you, James? Is that... Of course. So I'm I'm working with the national team, but if they email Glasgow at theturning.eu, yep. that will come to me. And I'll, okay. and I'll chat with them. Brilliant. Brilliant. Or, or if, uh, if if you wanted to chat in person, just email me and, and we can do what we can if you're in Glasgow. If it's national, if you're thinking we don't yet have a hub in our city, so if you're in Stirling and in Inverness or in Skye or up in Orkney or down in the borders or in Dumfrieshire, if you email scotland at theturning.eu, that will put you onto our national administrator. But you now have... About fifty email addresses to remember. The <laughs> simplest thing to do is if you go to the website, and that will give you all the appropriate links. And that, that's, but but there are the people on the
1: other end of those. Brilliant. And uh, just to make make sure, because I'm keen that we avoid the uh, idea that this is a one year, quick flash and done sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, that it's something that is very much about mm-hmm. a, at least a three year program. Is that? Is that right? Yeah,
0: and, and even that, that's not quite the, the vernacular that would really be good to, okay. to describe. it. We talk, we talk about a programme, a three-year strategy or a programme, but, but that, that could never, ever cut it. We've got a three-year strategy, a three-year programme to launch the turning in every city, town, village, street. But it's about cultural transformation because although we've got the two-week catalytic launch, beyond that, churches that are now working together We'll be going out every month. And then in 2019, in February, we have a, a leaders envisioning tour. We'll go around the nation again to various cities. In April, we, myself and Yinka and possibly other pastors and leaders that are getting involved will be touring around in April to do equipping of leaders. And then in May, there's a, there was earlier on this year in May, there was a half night of prayer approaching Pentecost. That will happen again next year and then with the preparation it was the big push in august but the aim is that this becomes the bread and butter of the local church that's what this is the bread and butter of the local church it's just that perhaps we 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 we're not seeing quite as much uh, by way of evangelism and the kerygma proclamation gospel going out so it's not an event it's a movement not a moment and uh, this will continue we believe we want to see revival we want to see revival it's a word, I think, that I've had that I've carried in my heart for 25 years. But, but I'm actually thinking, God really wants revival. God wants to see the church awakened and revived and going out into the streets so that we can see a great awakening. And it's not meant to be something that happens for three months. It's meant to be something that happens and uh, increases and increases until the Lord returns. And that's what we want. Brilliant. James, I can't do any
1: more than thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you. It's been brilliant. Um, I, I finish just about every uh, one of these by asking for a, a resource recommendation from people. Do you have anything that comes to mind that you would say, here,
0: have a look at this? Yes. Uh, uh, I would say read anything by Jürgen Moltmann because okay. I'm, a, I'm a Jürgen Moltmann fan. Um, but I'm reading two books at the moment that are, are really encouraging me. One is this book uh, by Bill Johnson called Defining Moments and it's stories of God encounters with ordinary people who changed the world and it's got some wonderful stories um, and testimonies of the legacy of people like John Wesley, Charles Finney, Dwight Moody um, and and many, many more. I'm finding this such a blessing at the moment. It's not academic, it's it's inspiring, uh, biographical, but but transformational as well. And the other one that I'm reading just now that was recommended by uh, Peter Anderson recently is Patrick Lencioni's book, The Advantage, which is about uh, organisational health. So thinking about what it means for us as leaders and thinking about our churches and looking for health in our leadership team. um, Sometimes what we read coming out of the business world can be about structure, but this is about culture. And it's about health and it's not a Christian book per se, but I think that there's some good values in there. I'm finding it very, very helpful. Things like trust being the foundation of a good team, a good leadership team and things like how to how to do things like conflict really, really well and how to communicate clearly, understand who we are and and what our purpose is. So that's really, really helpful, too. So those those two books would be my recommendation fantastic
1: and listen could I ask you to do one more thing could you yes. pray for us all and uh, Bobby pray for our nation yeah you could manage that
0: yeah absolutely Dad thank you so much that you love your church Thank you Jesus that you gave your life so that we might be a spotless bride on your return thank you for the great commission that you want your world back oh God. And you gave us, you poured out freely by your grace, your Holy Spirit, so that not only could we be forgiven and reconciled to our dad by the power of the cross, Jesus, but so that we could be filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit present with us, that we might see your gospel go to the ends of the earth, that we might see the fulfilment of uh, the ancient prophets, of the restoration of this creation through heaven coming on earth. Lord, we pray until you return, use us, equip us, and as we think of the turning, mobilise your body, O Lord Jesus. Excite us afresh for the things of your gospel. And Lord, we pray for our nation. You love Scotland. You love These islands, you love Britain, Ireland, you love Europe and every nation within it. You love the world so much that you gave your one and only son so that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish. You don't want anyone to perish, but all to come to a knowledge of the truth and have everlasting life. So we pray, Lord, use us and bless your church thank you for Glenn thank you for all the listeners and we pray your blessing on each of them too thank you for all you have done for us and all you're going to do we're excited God and we're so thankful and glad to be part of it this is a wonderful day and we this is a wonderful season that we're in and we thank you in Jesus mighty name amen amen Amen.
1: James, thank you so very much for your time. Bless
0: you, Glenn. Bless you, Bless you.
1: Enjoy your summer holidays. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye for now. I hope you've enjoyed that conversation with James. All the various email addresses that he mentioned, the YouTube video, all the books he recommended, there's links to all of that in the show notes. Please uh, go there to get those. If you've enjoyed this, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. It really does help us uh, to make more people aware of what we're doing here plus if you've got some feedback for us we'd love to hear it get in touch on twitter at bus or through the scottish baptist union website at scottishbaptist.org thanks for listening i'm glenn Innes. this has been the midcast we are out you've been listening to the midcast a presentation of the mission
0: initiative group of the baptist union of scotland